This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Pasha Zeschan and Tavshin Pei. Pasha begins, Moshe Rabbeinu telling over Klai Yisrael, Zeschan and Hashem Beisi I daven, I implore to Hashem at that time. Rashi explains, what does he mean at that time? She said, after he conquered Sichan and Oig. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Hashem, we already conquered Sichan and Oig. That's going to Shevet God and Shevet Ruvain. Let me now also go into Eretz Yisrael and see the conquering of the 31 kings of Canaan. And Hashem responds to Moshe, two psukim later, the Yomer Hashem Eli, Hashem said to me, Rav Loch, it's a lot for you. Don't speak to me anymore about this. The Medrash Rabbah tells us that Moshe Reinu Davan ve'eschanan tefilos. 515 tefillos. And then, when he got to the 515th tefillah, Hashem says, Rav Lach, it's enough, don't continue to daven anymore to go into Eretz Yisrael, because I don't want you to enter into Eretz Yisrael. And as far as I'm asked, if Hashem already knew that Moshe Rabbeinu was not going to be permitted to enter into Eretz Yisrael, for whichever reason it is, after Hashem sees the Moshe daven so sincerely for it, after the first tefillah, the second tefillah, the 10th tefillah, you can imagine how Moshe Rabbeinu was davening. The 30th tefillah. Why at that point didn't the Shem say, Moshe, I see you're really sincere about this, but for whatever reason, you're not going into Eretz Yisrael. If Hashem was going to refuse Moshe anyways, why did he allow him to daven so many tefillahs? And then, when Hashem couldn't hold him back anymore, so to speak, then Hashem says, stop davening, you're not going in. Why did Hashem do this at the 10th tefillah, or the, the 20th or 30th tefillah? The truth is, the same question could be asked earlier in the Chumash by the Parsha of Sodom. When Hashem tells Avram Avinu that Sodom will be destroyed, Hashem wants to see if Avram Avinu is going to daven for Sodom, and Avram Avinu starts to daven. If there are 50 tzaddikim, will you save them? And Hashem says, yes. So Avram realizes there aren't 50, and he goes down to 45 tzaddikim, and then 40. And he keeps it going down and down until he realizes there are no tzaddikim there to save Saddam. And again, this farm asks, if Hashem knew that there are no tzaddikim there, why did he wait till Avram Avinu got all the way till the bottom to tell Avram, there's nobody there, you cannot save Saddam? If he wants to see if Avram Avinu is going to daven so sincerely, he sees it by 50, by 45 tzaddikim, by 40 tzaddikim. Why let Avram go through all that emotional turmoil and then tell him there's nothing there, he could have told him in the beginning. And Yeshua the Belzer, the Belzer Rebbe say, explained as follows. He said, no tefillah dissipates into thin air. No tefillah goes to waste. And therefore, we can imagine, if Avram Avinu knew that the whole city of Sodom and all of those five cities were relying on Avram Avinu's tefillahs, we can imagine how Avram Avinu was davening. Could you imagine when you're davening Ashmanesrei, knowing that a whole city is dependent on the value of your Shimon Esrei? So we can imagine how much work and koach and sincerity Avram Vinu put into those tefillos. But no tefillah goes unanswered. No tefillah just dissipates into thin air. And if it's not for you, now it'll be for you later. And if it's not later, it'll be for your descendants. Whenever the tefillah is most effective, it will be used. Explains the Belzer Rabbi Yeshua Lebelzer that Hashem knew and saw how sincere Avram was, diving to save all these cities. And therefore He allowed him to continue knowing that 
It won't work for Sodom, but he's going to take those tefillahs and it's going to work for his children and his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren. That's us. We're living off those tefillahs. And therefore the same thing can be said here with Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu so badly wanted to enter Eretz Yisrael. And Hashem saw how sincerely he was davening. So Hashem said, I don't want to stop him after 10 tefillahs or after 15 tefillahs. Because each tefillah was so precious. Hashem took each tefillah lovingly and it was precious to him and he put it away to be used later on for Klaiso when Klaiso really needs them. And therefore, even though the tefillahs were not going to work for Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem allowed Moshe to continue until Hashem would be, so to speak, impossible to stop Moshe anymore, which is why he stopped him from davening then. Years ago, the Godel Adar of Shlem Zalman Arbach was rushed to the hospital on a Thursday afternoon. He wasn't feeling well. And they thought they were going to rush him to the hospital just for preventative, to be cautious. And then they submitted, they, they registered him for Thursday for observation, and that Friday he had a heart attack. Word spread like wildfire around the world, and everyone around the world started to daven for the health of the Gadol Adar of Shlema Zalman Arbach, Shlema Zalman Ben Sivya. And they were davening and davening, and as word spread, the situation got worse. Everywhere around the world they were davening. And then, ultimately, the next day, word came that he passed away. And many people wondered. There were tens of thousands of people around the world learning and davening for the schus of Shlema Zalman Ben Sivya. And somehow the tefillahs didn't work. Why didn't their tefillahs work? But there was one kihila that a few days later was not wondering about that. And that's because of the drasha that the Rav gave. See, a few days earlier, there was a couple, a young couple, Eitan and Sivi, who were in the ICU with their little boy, the little six-year-old Shlomo, who wasn't feeling well. He was admitted to the hospital. Things were getting worse and worse. And it reached a point where the doctors told Eitan and Sivi that they don't know what's going to be with their son Shlomo. They did all that they could. And now the next 48 hours are going to tell whether he's going to pull through or not. He was in a coma. And of course, all their friends were trying to help out. They were davening, bringing food for them, and davening, and davening. And then, that Matzi Shabbos, the doctor comes to look again, and he doesn't know what's going to be. But middle of the night, all of a sudden, little Shlomo opens up his eyes, and he asks for a cup of water. He was thirsty. They were so excited, they brought him water. And at that point on, he started to get better and better. And ultimately, by that Tuesday, he was discharged from the hospital. That Shabbos, there was a tremendous Kiddush and Shul, a curse of of gratitude to Hashem for saving this little Shlomo's life. And by the Kiddush, the Rav got up to speak, and he said, you know, we just suffered the tragedy of the death of the God of the Dar of Shlomo Zalman Arbach. And the whole world was davening for his health. And yet people wonder what happened to all those tefillos. I don't think we over here have that question. Because we were also davening for our own little Shlomo, Shlomo Zalman Ben Sivya. And maybe those tefillos, some of those tefillos that were not applied to Shlomo Zalman Ben Sivya Orbach were applied to our own Shlomo Zalman Ben Sivya, the son of Eitan and Sivi. And from here we learn that every single tefillah we say is precious. And if we daven and things like our tefillahs aren't working, we should realize that Hashem takes every one of our tefillahs and puts it away for a very, very good use. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.